Welcome back to Mondeance. It is Monday, August 21st, and the weather is okay outside today. The sun happens to have that weird tint on it. That kind of started when the forest fire started around here, and all of a sudden it's like a glitch in the matrix because the sun never used to look like this before. And it's just really weird to have a tint like that. It's almost like somebody took that um, clear film and like put it on there. And it's like a beiges, um film. It is so bizarre. But I noticed that on cloudy days, um, the sun ends up looking like this. So it's really weird. But today I'm doing my part three of um, three, I guess, of... Uh, my talk about my trip up north which i really thought i was going to gather more information about certain aspects of the trip but then i realized i did not do that and i don't have um anything prepared in regards to what i wanted to accomplish in this episode and i'll be quite honest i've had a really busy two weeks and this was not one of the main priorities on my list <laughs> and so today um i want to finish up on the trip by mentioning that um where we left off in the last episode i pretty much had to turn around highway 63 to make my way back to the town of fort mcmary and the thing is when i was driving back i noticed there was a town called fort mckay and because when i'm in remote areas and i see little towns the least I could do when I'm there is explore them. And so I got curious and I turned off the Highway 63 South and I went into the town of Fort McKay. And to my amazement, when I got there, I started to see um, signs of it being a Métis community. Mind you, I had never um, known anything about Fort McKay minus its name. So to actually find out that it's a Métis community, I got curious and I was like, well, now I have to drive through. So I started driving and it's this little, very, very, very tiny community, mostly made up of trailers. And one of the main reasons why they have trailers in these smaller places is because it's hard to bring material over to build like whole houses. And it's so far up north that um, only a few houses in the area are actual like uh I don't know what you call them, like full houses that are dug into the ground where the rest of them are trailers. And when I got there, I was surprised or not surprised to see the first law enforcement officer. Mind you, I had driven for nine hours that day and I had not seen a single officer. But here's this small Métis community. And as soon as I enter the town, there's a welcome center area. And it's this beautiful, um, newly built, um, it looks like uh, an entrance to like a resort town, entering a ski resort area. And that's their community hall. So then I drove past it and I was like, there's a dirt road, but there was this huge hill of garbage. And I was like, I need to go check that out. So then I drove over, but the fence was closed. I don't know why I thought it was a good idea to want to explore the dump, but in a small town, that's the last thing you want to do. Um, so then I ended up turning around to go to see the main street, which there was nothing to it really. 
but I loved how the little community that had um, its welcome sign, like it was really new. Um, there's, like I said, because it's so far up north, they have water tanks everywhere. Uh, they have this beautiful fire department. And again, it looks newly built because remember in the episode that I talked about in episode one, um, or sorry, <laughs> in part one of three, the Fort McMurray fires um, took a lot of the northern area um, with it. So, and before that, we had another fire. And these people have just suffered a lot over the past few years. And um, seeing that there's newly built infrastructure there, I'm glad that they have that. Now, I can't tell you anything about Fort McKay except the fact that it is a Métis settlement. I also didn't um, Google much about it because I thought... Because sometimes when I'm driving and I see um, welcome signs, sometimes a few like meters from them, they have like a explanation of what that town is or what's there so I thought I'd I'd see one of these like welcoming signs but because I didn't I figured I'll just google the area later and um, I'll be honest with you it took me what 45 minutes to drive from the town of Fort McMary to go north to get to it and it was also raining like lashing lashing rain and on my drive up there uh there was a lot of um buses that were driving workers out of the um working areas so on my drive back luckily for me the highway splits into two where on one side it curves towards the other power plant so if you picture yourself driving north highway 63 you get to a point where they have this huge suncor power plant it's like one of the biggest plants in in the oil refinery plants in the world and then um that's on one side and then you drive like 10 minutes north but the other um the other plant you can't really see it so then i was like oh shoot that sucks i don't get to see the plant today but to my amazement on my drive back I got to drive on the highway closest to it where you can see the service road. You can see these huge oil drums. You can see like, obviously for a lot of people that don't like the oil industry, it was very apocalyptic looking. But for me, I'm all about energy and whether it's, whether it's like fossil fuels or renewable energy, doesn't matter. I like seeing infrastructure. And in the Western world, a lot of it is like very well built to... Um, what's it called just to like prevent um catastrophes so there's a bunch of like shields and metallic walls and it was just epic to see but it was not obviously a pretty sight considering the environment and all the smoke that was in the air so i drove past that and um that was the sin crude um <laughs> okay so Suncor is the one going north and then coming south is Syncrude on the right side. So that was a Syncrude and then there's like a bunch of mining areas over there. And as much as I like caves and mining, I 
didn't even have an inclination of going towards anywhere where it showed that they had mines. So I kept driving, but I could see um, some of the mine, the mined dirt, and they had built these huge hills of dirt from far away. You can't even take a picture of it because I'd have to be like standing on top of the car to see it. But I was just in my zone because I enjoy seeing things like this. And I filmed a few. I took pictures of some and I kept driving. And I know for a fact in the future when I go back to either the Syncrude uh, plant or the um, Suncor plant, they can give you tours. And because of my interest in and all of this stuff I know for a fact I can get my tour and that'll be pretty epic to get to go in those places and actually see the machinery because when I said earlier how when I was coming up to Fort Mac when you get to the welcome to Fort Mac sign um, a few minutes past it there's that museum and at the museum when I was there because it started like raining and there was a lot of thunder and lightning, there's an exhibition outside that shows you the history of like all the oil machinery throughout the years. I didn't get to do that one because it was raining a lot and I did not want to be outside where there's metal and lightning. So I decided to leave. But all those machines just gave me a really cool perspective on the real size of them in real life because I've only ever seen some of them and others I've only ever seen like on TV or in the news or in magazines. So it's tough to see those big, gigantic machines that are like taller than some towers, taller than apartment buildings. Oh my God, I was I was in heaven. Um, some people call it hell on earth because people don't like Fort Mac. But anyway, I was in my own heaven. And then <laughs> when I drove back into town, it was still lashing rain. So then I stopped at this Indian restaurant and I honestly wish I knew the name of it because it was so good. And I'm glad that I stopped there because I was actually looking for something that felt like home food. And um, I've settled on Indian food because it's the closest to like my own Congolese food. And it was so delicious. So then when I left that restaurant, I was like, hmm, do I stay in Fort Mac or do I drive home? And at this time, it was like 7 p.m. So, of course, I decided in my crazy brain self because it was still light outside and our summers are really really um bright till late and it was only 7 p.m and I'm like it's only a five hour drive home I might as well drive home I didn't want to stay in the town of Fort Mac I had no interest in it I looked at the theaters and I was like there was a movie playing but I didn't want to go watch a movie because um I had been hot all day and if I sat in the theater and I got cold I was afraid that like I would end up with a runny nose and a cold and I was like I'm not having this right now and I didn't want to fall asleep in the theater watching a movie by myself so I got in the car and I got my food I ate and so I started driving now when I drove back I was like there's no more time for adventures I've seen what I have to see I got to see all the ruins from the fires. I got to see the new growth. I got to appreciate the town of um, Fort Mac. Um, I got to see the, you know, because Fort McMary, the town itself, sits on the land that they call the Wood Buffalo uh, National Park. And um, if you were to look at, um, what do you call it, the map of Alberta and in Alberta, we have, or I guess in all of Canada, we have these things um, called treaties. Now, the the northern part of Alberta for us is um, 
like the wood buffalo area is in the place where you would consider it to be treaty uh eight because yeah yeah treaty eight is in northern part and then the wood buffalo national park sits on treaty eight so then when i got to be up there i was obviously happy that i was in one of the treaties and um for me it felt i don't know how to say it but it felt um like it it felt close to the heart just because for people that understand um the history of canada and the history of our indigenous um communities here in canada there hasn't really been good things happening about it so sometimes when you visit these areas and you see the history of whether it was the settlers or settlements or the indigenous communities over there there's so much appreciation that happens when you put yourself in these places and that's why I felt like you know driving into Fort Mackay like I knew I would see indigenous people but I didn't know it was a settlement so that felt really cool to be able to see the people there um and it's nothing like uh that would you would see in like a national geographics magazine with like indigenous people wearing their regalia or anything like that like no it's just a small town with um trailers and kind of like a modern living i guess type of way so um for mac same thing it's just a working town and so for me driving home um there weren't there wasn't much to see after leaving the treaty eight area so i started driving home and i got to um near edmonton by eleven forty five p.m and i was really happy i settled in i went to bed and that was kind of like the wrap of my little fort mac trip and in all of it i'm just happy that i took the trip i'm happy that you know, I just got up that morning and I was like, let me just go see what's out here because I love exploring last minute. I like exploring when I plan. I like exploring when I'm with people or by myself. And some of the best moments that have existed in my exploration have been um, on the road because you get to cover so much. You get to see so much. And um, this is kind of the end of part three of three of my um northern alberta highway 63 adventure if there's ever anything more to add obviously my brain can't remember all of it but some of the pictures i take are for my lasting memories others are for sharing and others are to be deleted because i take duplicates of everything because i want to see so much while i'm on my way and then sometimes i um screenshot uh, the areas that I'm at so when I go back to my pictures I can see where I am and I can note it down in my diary but yeah that was it and um, the next morning I had to go do a deep car wash because I was out there on the highway and my car was full of bugs and I got home so yeah my song for this trip all together obviously um, it would be my classical playlist 
but some of the songs that were playing were personal to me. On the way back, I listened to more songs than I did on the way there. Um, I happened to have the song uh, by the Eagles. I really like the Eagles, and um, when I don't listen to classical music, I listen to the Eagles. And one of the main songs that I can say resonates with me a lot is Take It Easy. And I can say I'll put it in this podcast because it's not just a reminder of my trip, but it's also a reminder of everyday life. And I like to be within a moment where um, I can take life uh, a bit easy because sometimes it gets too fast and I get to think too much. But when um, I get certain messages and certain music about, you know, taking it easy and the Eagles, this is one of those songs. So um, one of the lines in the song that I really like is don't let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. Lighten up while you still can. Don't even try to understand. Just find a place to make your stand and take it easy. So that's my message for myself and for whoever is listening to this. I wish you a wonderful day or night wherever you are. Be the best you that you absolutely can be. And we'll see you in another episode. Stay blessed and goodbye for now.